generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. First Peter chapter 2, if you're there, can you say a deep amen? That was so deep I couldn't hear it. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, please join me as we read together at the count of 3 to 1. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Can I hear you, please? Let's read it together one more time. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Please look at somebody eyeball to eyeball with a soft smile if you can afford it at this time of the day and tell that person you are chosen to change nations. I love the energy, but can we wrap it up by 20%? You are chosen to change nations. Father, we thank you for your word because it's powerful, it's life, it's light, it's strength, it's faith, it's joy to the weary soul, it is direction to the confused traveler, it is a source of support to the person who's limp and tired, it is reassurance to somebody who's on the verge of quitting, it is illumination to the souls in the dungeon of darkness. Your word, O oh God, it is better than anything that could ever be constructed or conjured by humanistic ideas and philosophies. It's better than self-help. It's better than motivation. It's better than teamwork and support systems. It is the very essence of life itself. And therefore, we open up our hearts, oh God, at this time. Speak to us like never before in a way that is so clear let the ministry of the word address every question in the room every pain in every human body every body who's at a crossroad let them receive illumination to go on in Jesus name we have prayed and more so let a generational anointing a generational assignment and a sense of mission overwhelm this house like never before we proclaim this with thanksgiving in Jesus name we have prayed it's interesting that we're all gathered here today from different walks of life and I believe that God is very pleased to have us from different places. The Yorubas are here, the Ethics are here, the Ibibios are here perhaps, the Fulanese might even find their way here somehow from the core north. It's interesting that we're all together, different experiences, different backgrounds, different occupation uh, directions, we're all together because we are pulled here by the love of God. One of the most popular scriptures in the word is John chapter 3 verse 16. Everybody here can quote to at least quote 25% of it. For God so loved the world. Understand that the vision of God is not just for a specific demographics. It is not an eccentric gospel. It's not an exclusive gospel in the sense of excluding other people from other places. It is a gospel for the whole world. The love of God is not confined or sequestered to a certain race, a certain political party, ideological proposition, a certain mindset or economic status or calibration. The word 
of God is universally applicable. I love the word of God because as we're here now in Maryland, Lagos, Nigeria, the word is being preached in Johannesburg, South Africa. I don't know who I'm talking to who needs a situation resolved in London, England. The word needs no visa to enter any country. It needs no passport. It needs no immigration officer. It needs no customary approach. It needs nothing. The word is the essence of all things. It said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and by the word where all things made nothing was made that was made without the word. In him was life. The life was the light of men and the light shines in darkness. Please understand something that light is light in every language. Light is light in every nation. There is no Chinese light. There might be lamps made in China but there is no Japanese light light is universally applicable so when Jesus said you are the light of the world he's saying that what you carry is globally required universally relevant I don't know who I'm talking to but by virtue of your association here your days of being boxed to a corner those days are over somebody is going to shine with the light of God shine with the glory of God shine with the power of God the word of God on the inside of you is rising and getting ascendancy and flowing in every area if you don't believe it say nothing if you believe it you can shout I receive that when Jesus speaks about the commission he says go into all the world he didn't start going to the friendly areas, the educated areas, the innovative areas, the creative areas, the well-exposed area, the well-lit area. It says into all the world. It is a gospel for the world. Some people are wondering, how can your name be kings? K-I-N-G-S. Kingdom influences and nations, generations, and systems. It is deliberate. It's not a smart play on words. Of course, God is our creativity and innovation to craft certain things in time. But it is deliberate because we're not just looking to touch people at Sabo Market, touch people at Ikeja, we want people in Barbados, we want people in Bahamas. As long as there is a human soul there, we want to go there. Jesus said, go into all the world. I don't have enough money go I don't have enough support go I don't have enough encouragement go I have no validation go I don't have any affirmation still go people will misunderstand me but go people may not understand what I'm doing still go because until the earth is filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea we still have work to do go into all the world and so God, extending his influence on earth, he created a regent. He created a representative. He created an ambassador. There are three major reasons why God made man. He made man to reflect his glory. He made man to relate with his person. He made man to represent his power. The three major reasons, if you want it in rhymes, you can say union for relationship. Right? You can say communion for reflecting his glory. And you can say dominion for representing his power. So God put man on earth because he wanted wanted his glory to be on earth he wanted his glory to be seen but an ant cannot carry what only a spirit was designed to carry so lions cannot do the work of the believer they might roll out but they don't have the nature of God Psalm 2 verse 6 ye are gods sons of the most high but because you do not know it you will perish like mere men I don't know who I'm talking to but that scripture the end of it will not come to pass in your life you're not going to perish you're going to flourish you're shining brighter 
to put man on earth because of his love because thank you so much because of the proclamation of his love the declaration of his love now love is not love except it can be received the way you experience love or the way you transmit love is that there is a corresponding capacity to interpret and to receive the love so you can say i love this microphone but this microphone can never say i love you too so God made man in his image and his likeness to be a love agent for relationship. But of course, you know the story, man falls, the enemy, the tempter comes and it says, did God really say this? Notice something that many times the devil does not necessarily destroy the uh, grammatical, grammatical construct of what it is God is saying. In other words, for the devil to hurt the truth in your life, he doesn't need to tell a lie as it were. He just needs to pollute it or dilute it. So he introduces doubt and man falls. Man is the agent of God's love. But man messes up and man, he fell. And it reminds me of a certain thing that happened, I guess, something some like nine months ago or thereabout. Or maybe about seven months ago. I don't remember when exactly. But my son, I'm so fond of our son. So fond of him and his chuckles and his laugh and the look in his eyes and how he walks around. When I enter the room, even though he leaves me once the mother enters the same room. In fact, last week or two weeks ago, Mr. Mrs. Good to say, pushed me out of the way. Who are you again? Went right after mommy. I'm so fond of him. One of those days, I was possibly, I don't know, three, four, five, six months old. I was going to change him and I placed him on the changing mat. And I just, you know, cleaned him up and I composed these lovely songs for him and all of that. And I was singing to him. And the moment I was done cleaning up, there was a rumble in his temple. Sample will get it. A rumble, a, a groaning that words cannot express. Deep was calling. Aha, you are there. And all of a sudden, there was a fountain, not filled with blood this time. <laughs> Someone said the clear liquid. It wasn't the clear liquid. He believes in generosity. If you're going to do it, do it well. Like, come on, it's a baptismal service, daddy. You're the pastor, but I'm baptizing you right now. <laughs> so splash! I'm, I'm terribly sorry. The joys of fatherhood. <sighs> so I was, I, I laughed. That's what I, you know, when something bad and expected happens, some of us would cry. I just laugh. Ah, you serious? Hey, hey, I can't believe it. Then I clean, clean, clean. He was laughing. <laughs> like, what's wrong with this? <laughs> clean, clean, clean. And then I put, put new dappers on him and wiped him clean and all of that. And then as I was about clipping it. Said, Daddy, are you ready for second service? <laughs> I didn't laugh this time. <laughs> but God began to speak to me, and I cleaned it up. And God began to speak to me if you, a natural man, a natural person, could endure the mess 
and the splurge and the stain and the every other gooey and gummy thing and you clean them up no matter how many times you fall the power in the blood of Jesus keeps coming after you he says the righteous may fall seven times but he will rise again how many people are grateful that God cleaned up my mess I was on the changing mats in the place of prayer and I messed up but God cleaned up my mess who am I talking to oh he fixed me up the first time I messed up again but every time I kept falling the power of God kept pulling me back reminding me you are not like them you are of a different spirit you are of a different nature you have a different kind you have a different identity you are not like them with the secret smoke and the different things you were doing at the backside of the dingy and dimly lit club the hand of God came to you some of you it was the bartender that's a bros waiting to do yeah because God kept coming after you. So when Adam fell, there was already a guaranteed insurance in heaven. Let me announce to somebody, Jesus was not a response to a situation. Jesus was the template. Jesus was the plan. Jesus is the blueprint. Before there was a sinner on earth, there was a savior in heaven. Before a fruit was eaten on earth, the fruit of the spirit was in heaven. Talk to me somebody. Before there was a tree in the garden there was a tree at Golgotha the cross stretching to the north and the east and the west and the south wherever you are from the blood can wash your sins away some of you use clean but the word of God washes cleaner than clean some of you use Omo. Oh, but the blood of Jesus washes brighter. And then it shows. Come on, somebody. Some of you use baby wipes. But there is something called God wipes. He can wipe up the mess. He can wipe up the pain like it never happened before. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout it louder. Shout it louder. The gospel says that salvation is not in what you do, it's in what he has done. The very God of very God, the light of life, the light of light, the life of life. Jesus was so God and so man. Man enough to be hungry, but God enough to multiply loaves of bread on demand. Jesus was so man and so God. He was man enough to be thirsty on the cross, but he was God enough to say, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink, as the scripture says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of life, given water. Jesus, he was man enough to cry with them, but he was God enough to turn the tears from tears of sorrow to tears of joy Jesus he was man enough to say where did you lay him but God enough to say I am the resurrection and the life he that believes in me shall not die though he die he shall yet live again and we know that we have passed from death to life because we believe in him 
Jesus is not a label. It's not a marketing strategy. It's not a logo. He is Alpha. He's Omega. He's beginning. He's ending. He's everything and more. He's eternity and one more day. He is the dawn of creation. In him all things consist. Nothing was made that was made without him. He's the firstborn from the dead. He's the firstborn from resurrection. He's the centerpiece of civilization. All things revolve around him. He is the centerpiece of all things. And when you are in his orbit, there is no terrestrial force, no celestial force that can break you because you are one with him. Somebody give him praise in the house. So the first Adam fell. The last Adam he fell a different way. He said, except the grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. The first Adam fell and died. The second Adam fell and multiplied. The first Adam died with his wife. The last Adam died for his wife. The first Adam ate fruit from a tree. The last Adam gives fruit from his tree. Talk to me, somebody. The first Adam was in the garden of Eden. The last Adam came in the garden of Gethsemane. Talk to me, somebody. The first Adam, he had rivers flowing around the garden. The last Adam, he is the river flowing around the garden of righteousness. So he says, what you need is globally required. Black men need it. White men need it. Yellow girls need it. Orange girls, they need it. Oh, rainbow girls they need it. Oh, talk to me somebody. Hair is from Brazil. Accent is from America. Perfume is from Saudi Arabia. Talk to me. They need it. United Nations. The gospel is the greatest solution. No political party has a blueprint for the reformation of the hearts of men. They can modify behavior, but they can't transform the mind. Love angels, some of our expressions are charities. No charity has the power to transform the soul of men. Asoko lo in the gas of Rukumiliatusasus, Ilacomatus Palandus Salavurus, Ingados Flay, Coriatus Pala Hashudis, Ingamaco Salina Hossa, Ingamokorasi. I hear something, somebody around this place, and this is what I hear in my spirit. You read something, there was a, a letter to you, it was bad news. It was bad news, and you've been weighed down and discouraged. God said to tell you that He's turning it around. He's turning it around. He's turning it around. They can modify behavior, but they can't change the heart. It says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power. The gospel does not contain the power. It's the power. The gospel does not describe the power. It is the power. I'm not talking about the Bible. I'm talking about the gospel. The Bible is the prescription, the description. Christ is the drug, the medication. 
It says, he said the scriptures because you think in them. You have eternal life, but they are they that testify of me. You go to the hospital, you're diagnosed with whatever it is. That's not your portion in the name of Jesus. And then they say, go to the pharmacy. You go to the pharmacy. It gives you some things on the, on the, write some things there. You don't eat the paper. You swallow the drug. If you abide in me. And you abide in me. And I abide in you. Union, communion, dominion, union, communion, dominion. There's a generation of people who want dominion but don't want communion. So they have followers on Instagram but no followers to the kingdom. The gospel is the best thing you can give anybody. Have you noticed? You get a card this year. Congratulations. Let's wash it. Let's wash it. Omo, water. Let's wash. After two weeks, nobody's talking about your car again. Because it's another car now. iPhone 1, iPhone 2, iPhone 2, iPhone 2. Entering two eyes. Six, seven. Then I even say, let's go to letters. X. Then they will take you back iPhone A, iPhone B, iPhone C, iPhone XX, XYZ, QJ, Theta, Gamma. So it says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And that's what we are here to do. We're not just concerned about, I'm, I'm glad every seat here is occupied, I'm glad about that. We're not just concerned about our sitting capacity, we're concerned about our sending capacity. The strength of a ministry is not the size of its building. That can be important. That can be useful. That may become necessary in some regard. But the strength of a ministry is the building of the souls of men. Because that is the building that Christ is building. And that's why we're here to train to disciple people God distinguished Abraham and he said to concern Abraham he said I know that Abraham will command his house another one says he will teach his children every criminal was raised in a house even if the house was on the streets but a house a family in the Greek it's called oikos and there are three major trans- translations of that it could be a house a physical house could talk about a house house of people and talk about a dynasty or a genealogy every human being was raised in the house can you please ask your neighbor who's growing up in your house my parents invested time and i grew up at different times i'll tell you that story another time uh, because one of the stories uh, somebody do you want the story oh you don't want the time gotta go Oh, you don't want it. Please join us tomorrow, 8 to 10 a.m. We're here. And we're talking about the kingdom. So if you go to Banex Hotel, you will fellowship in spirit and in truth by yourself. Because I was a rainmaker, I was a rainmaker, ever so often my dad will do the, you know, the work of sorting out my rainmaking skills. You get that later. After waking me to make my generous donation of liquid content to a certain aspect of the house, he would go back and he would be studying his Bible. I was raised on the word. Are we raising our children on Facebook or teaching them to face the book? 
Now, are we just concerned about them being online or we also want them to be in line? He said to Abraham, he would command his household, not just his children, his household. Hitler grew up in a house. Sad man insane. Sorry, Saddam Hussein. Grew up in a house. Bean. I almost wanted to say dust bean. Ladin. Grew up in a house. Nietzsche. With satanic philosophies in some regard. Grew up in a house. Karl Marx was raised in a house. Mother Teresa was raised in a house. Martin Luther, the Protestant reformer, was raised in the house. Martin Luther, King Jr., was raised in the house. Apostle Paul was raised in the house. And want to be a house that raises people. And that's why we're so big on discipleship. Because we're not just concerned about how many people are coming, how many people are coming, how many programs we can host, how many events we can have. And those things have their places. But the core thing is go and make disciples. He didn't say run programs. So if the programs are not making disciples, they are not necessary. He said buy a property. If the property is not to raise disciples, that's not the commission. God began to speak to me, devil, and I said, the word is make disciples. Disciples are not naturally occurring. They are made. Yes. I studied chemical engineering, or chemical engineering studied me as the case may be. It's also called process engineering. And process engineering means that something comes as raw material and through units of altering time, temperature, pressure, and concentration, the nature has changed beholding us in the glass the glory of god we are being transformed from glory to glory my little children from whom i travel again until christ be formed in you the word is travail most people want the blessings of prevailing without the process of travailing want to travail gonna wrap it up therefore there are about 10 marks of this generation one of the first marks, I'm not going to preach or teach this, I don't have time, is that God wants us to be selfless seekers of his heart. Not every prayer meeting is about Jesus. Many prayer meetings are about the needs of people. God wants to meet our needs. He says, ask for your daily bread. But it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. All other things selfless seekers of God. Number two says it's going to be a generation we're saying a generation is rising, a generation is rising what kind of generation? A generation that will be strategic and systematic solution providers so many of you know that we use a lot of videos, many of you know that our videos are generally different it takes work because we're thinking how do you speak the language of this generation? How do you make sure that you're not presenting the gospel on typewriters in the digital age? Typewriters are good, but not everybody likes the clanging sounds of the ink and smudge every now and again. So we're systematic. There's a system. There's a training system that we have. 
The very first series of training is on love because Jesus said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. So he wasn't talking about the external, he was talking about the internal. Why? Because in the days of Jesus and for a couple of years after times of Jesus and before times of Jesus, the leading teachers, Cicero, Demosthenes, Aristotle, those people always gave their disciples a certain token. Some of them gave them bracelets as a sign that you were following Demosthenes or Aristotle. Some of them gave them staffs. So they were asking, how will people know? He said, this is the token of your association with me the mark of love number three these guys are going to be satan scarers when they walk into a room demons check out because light and darkness cannot stay in the same place cannot doesn't say will not it says light shines in darkness and darkness can not prevail and finally, they're going to have successive cycles of disciples. Four out of the ten, they're ten. I can't go through them. Closing now. So these are not people who are just coming. These are people who are coming and who are going. Jesus said in Matthew 11, come unto me, all you that were in heaven laden. Matthew 11. And that's where most people end. They just come. But if you read to 28, it says, now go. Because it's a time to come, but if you're always coming, how many of you like people always come into your house? They come to you Monday, I just came to see you. Tuesday, I just came. Wednesday, I came. Please, can you stop? Or you can come and be. <laughs> I gotta close, man. I got more word, but we'll do it tomorrow morning. So you're a chosen generation and a royal priesthood. Before we go into a time of prayer, please stay with us. We're going to be done. I don't want to tell you how long, but we go. I'm done with the message. Just give me five minutes. I'll tie it up properly. We're going to bring my brother, Pastor Gideon, to lead us in a session of praise and declarations of other work. And some of my inspired friends, those who feel a message in their spirits, will also make a proclamation about the house. I believe all of us understand the spirit of this house. And then after that, we're just possibly going to show one one more two more videos two minute videos there about and then a call to commitment and we're out but i just want to touch this as a royal priesthood royal priesthood much of the church understands the priesthood of christ but not the kingship of christ so the new no priesthood but they don't know kingship they know Christ as the high priest but they don't really know him as the king of kings and so many people are beggarly and many people are weak and many people are intimidated but he says how do you know where the word of a king is there is power the priesthood of Christ talks about our dominion our communion the kingship of Christ talks about our dominion so this is a generation and I'll tell you what God told me as he began to speak to me almost two years ago about this move and about returning to Nigeria and what to do and how I must take out time to pray and create training systems and for some of you who have shown the plans for this as of last year June there was a 130 page document I think I showed my parents at some point a 130 page document as to what it is God wants us to do because there's no point running without a map you just be running and then copying what everybody's doing. Ah, this one is working. Let's do it. This one is working. Let's do it. Ah, this one. Ah, that's it. And God said to me, He said, the generation of people that I'm sending you to raise, hear this. 
is that they are going to be so powerful and they're going to be so strong in Christ that what will happen is they'll get invitations and calls to go to different places and by my leading they'll go to different places but they are still so savvy in the systems of the world that whilst they are on come on somebody on the plane flying where they're going they are sealing million dollar deals on computers with digital intelligence they land where they're going to a crusade they are still anointed enough to heal the sick and to raise the dead and to declare the greatest miracle of salvation and when they are leaving that community you remember the million dollars they made they're going to leave it at that community and say build schools and churches and training centers and rehabilitation centers and they will go because these people they are dead to self and alive unto God they are not fulfilling the lust of the flesh but they are fulfilling the mandate of the kingdom of God who belongs to that generation there is a generation of people who will not take no for an answer oh who will go to the gates I'm done preaching so if you want to stand as good as stand who will go to the gates of hell and bring down satanic systems in entertainment bring down demonic systems uh, in politics and not because they want to be president but because they want to establish the government of God the kingdom of God is really Basileo in the Greek. It's the government of God. It's the administration of God's power. That's what it is. That's what a government is. Creating favorable environments through the right allocation and administration of power for the progress of the people in the system. So the kingdom of God allocates the power of God to an environment, to a, a space, so that Christ is revealed in them. Can we stand at this time and just thank God? Zagos Geteashes, Indigos Elias. Let's adore our king. Very gentle on the drums, very gentle. And on the guitar, too, just very gentle. I don't know what you heard. I, I, I don't even know everything I said, but I know that you heard something. I know you heard something. I know you heard something. Hallelujah. Let's just proclaim your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Let's raise our hands and just receive the kingdom. Jesus said, fear not little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Just say, Lord, I receive your kingdom in my life. I receive your kingdom in my space. I receive your kingdom in my environment. I receive your kingdom. You already have it, but when you say you receive it, you're saying, I allow it to flow. The kingdom is on the inside of you through the person of Christ. The king and his kingdom, they go together. The throne is not a building where the king is. The throne is anywhere the king is. It's the seat of his power. It's the distribution center of his essence. So proclaim anything that is none of the kingdom of God in my life. You have no right to remain. Growths, cancers, disease, complications. Oh, yeah, my 
One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how. 